this morning, as we go into the time of the word, and I'm going to turn off and silence my phone. You can take the moment to do the same in case you hadn't yet. keep this here so I can see what time it is. This morning as we go into the time, I don't know if you saw the sign this week, but it says, what kind of man are you? That's what the title of this message is and what we're seeking after. So this morning, I'm speaking mostly to the men. Now, every once in a while, I may refer to you and talk to you women, but you're welcome to listen in to the whole sermon as I speak to the men. At times this morning, my tone is going to be the tone that maybe men would more use to each other, it might be a little harsh. Because the message that I believe God has for us today is a message for men, not for boys. It's for men and those young men here and that are rising up to become men. We need a church of men, not a church of boys. And I'm going to invite you in. I'm going to invite you into a journey that I'm on. As I stand here and talk to all of us, and I'm speaking, I'm praying that this will be a blessed and anointed message, and I've been praying that, that it'll go out, we're recording it this morning, and that it'll be used maybe to impact some men and people in your lives. But I'm inviting you into the journey that I'm on about of becoming a man and a man of God. We live in a society today that doesn't even value manhood. We live in a society that many families, many what should be men have grown up. And I'll just, I'm going to talk very straight today. We've grown up sissified. Okay? Something has happened. And men have been emasculated. And we're not fulfilling the roles that men should fulfill. And it started in the Garden of Eden. I'm going to be real clear. In the Garden of Eden, in Genesis chapter 3, we know the story well. Eve's there. She's being tempted by the serpent. And the Bible says that she was deceived. And she took that fruit. But what maybe some of you don't know is that Adam, the man that God created first, the man that God created to be the head of of the household was standing right next to Eve, letting her be deceived and not standing up and saying, no, that was the beginning of the fall of man. He stood by and let her make the spiritual decisions that would affect generations forever and ever. He needed to be the spiritual leader in that moment and he didn't. And today I see even at times in myself, a people who stand back and let our wives make all the spiritual decisions, let our wives run things when God has an order that he put in. And I'm not a, this is not a chauvinistic message, but what the Bible says is that Jesus is the head of man, man is the head of woman. He put an order in there for a purpose, and we just need to accept that and say, God, help us to understand more more greatly, more intensely, your purpose for man. Men, we need to begin to rise up and become men. 
not follow in the footsteps of fallen Adam. Do you know that God says of himself, God is a warrior. He's a warrior. Now, I want to say, God, when he made man and woman, he made us in his image. And I believe he put attributes of himself in man and attributes of himself in woman. God is nurturing, but God is a warrior. And he has created men. And it's innate in, in, in men and boys to be wild. C.S. Lewis, in, in, in the Chronicles of Narnia, there's a line in there and they're talking about the lion, Aslan. And one of the girls asked, the beaver said, is he safe? Safe? Who said anything about being safe? He's not safe, but he's good. Jesus isn't safe, but he's good. God created man not to be safe, but to be good. Now, there are men who walk around not in their safety. They walk around in their power, in this puffed upness, but they are not good. And that is of the devil. I'm not talking that men should be brash and should be harsh and should be chauvinistic. That's not of God. But men need to be men. Men need to stand up and begin to rise up and do serve the Lord and be good. Now, I want to show you that this is innate in, in boys. Boys are created to be wild. I have three boys and a girl. They're very different from each other. I, I even, I, boys, they want to wrestle. They want to jump off things. They want to climb on things. They, they want to destroy things. Give them a grand crapper, cracker. Erase that part. Graham cracker. Okay, we're going to dub that whole section. Give them a graham cracker and they will chew it into the shape of a gun. We had a family in the church a number of years ago. And I won't tell you their name, but I don't know if they ever listened to this. They've moved on to, to another state. And we were talking and they said they, they didn't like guns. They didn't do the gun thing in the house. And they were out in the, and they didn't watch. They didn't have... A cable and they were out in the forest and they're little i think he was two or three years old at the time this is her, her testimony trying to keep them safe trying to keep them away from guns picked up a stick no cable in the house no guns in the house grabbed a stick and went pew 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 <laughs> it is innate in every boy and i want to i want to give you a a living testimony of what boys want to become This is what is inside of every boy. They want to shoot things. They want to climb on things. They want to blow things up. How do you get this one out? There it is. One's not enough, so he's got two. <laughs> Maybe three. He wants, he wants knives. He wants guns. He wants to shoot things. He wants to climb trees. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> you don't have to teach a boy real a, lo a lot to be like this. It is in them. What has happened to men? I look around the church, and what I see mostly are bored men. Men who become tamed. Men who have no passion. They've bought into the lie that we, even as a church, 
has taught that men are supposed to be polite. Christian men are nice. You know, ask a little boy, what do you want to do when you grow up? They don't say, I want to be a nice guy. (laughs) Inside of us, inside of you this morning, and I don't care where you are today, you might be that nice guy. I am that nice guy, and I've been fighting to get back my heart for years because I was raised to be a nice guy. That's not what men want to be. We're dangerous. He trains my hand for war. Who was it who stormed the beaches at Normandy? Was it men or women? You ladies want us to be wild and dangerous in your heart. I always joke around in school. I remember this and see, I was raised to be the nice guy and and I'm just, I, I've been realizing for years now that that's not what God created to me. He created me to be good, but he created me to be wild and fierce. I remember in high school, I was the guy that all the girls came to and talked to, and I was their friend. And they told me all of their troubles and all of their problems. Then they would say things like, I wish my boyfriend was more like you. But who were they dating? They were dating the wild guys, the dangerous guys. And we bought into that they were wrong in wanting that. That isn't wrong. That is how God created them. There is something in them that wants to be the beauty that a man will fight for. Now, here's one of the problems that's happened is that you ladies that married the wild man, you tried to tame him. After you got him, then you want him to calm down a little bit, not be so wild, some of you. And that's what some of the men did. Now again, I'm not talking about running around on a woman, going out with the, with the guys and being a jerk. I'm not talking about going and drinking and taking off your wedding ring when you're out at the bar with your friends, that's wrong. That's not what a man is. That's not manliness. We're searching for manliness, and we try to find it in finding lots of women or riding motorcycles or doing these things. We're trying to find our heart back, and that's not where our heart is found, but there's something that comes out, and we want to do these things. But we've been tamed. Right now, 40% of children born in this country, more than that, are being born into families that are unwed. 40% of children. These kids, many of them are growing up without a dad. The opposite is very rarely true, that they're being raised by a dad and not a mom. So these boys, and it's been happening, and before that, men were checking out of their families and they weren't raising their boys. My dad was present in my house, but he was not present in my life. And I was raised primarily by my mom, my sister, my brothers were there, but they took the most active role. And they could not give me what they did not have. They couldn't give me masculinity. That can only be given by another man, an older man. So men, 
we need to become that godly man and find the masculinity that God would have of us. Not chauvinism, not harsh and brashness. We need to come back and find that fierceness that God has created in us to be. We need to rediscover what God has purposed for the church. It's not just to come and be nice. It's come and serve Jesus and go and do whatever he calls us to be. See, I believe that, that and this isn't my, my, my stuff. This is things that I've, I've been on a, a, a journey for many years finding myself. And I'll tell you, that journey started for me when I was in my early 20s. I grew up pretty soft. I didn't play a lot of sports. I played some. I wasn't the real rough and tumble kid. I was just, I was the nice kid. And then I got saved and boy, it got worse. Became just such a nice guy. All the moms liked me for their daughter because I was so nice. But I knew that there was something missing and lacking in my life. So at the age of about 20, I started pushing myself to become more of a man. Started whitewater rafting, jumped out of a plane, rode motorcycles. I pushed things. I tried, looked for that adrenaline. I tried to become, become a man, and that wasn't it. But there was this thing inside of me that wanted more from life. And I, I want to tell us, tell you women that if you have a husband and he's, he's kind of dead and you say, what happened to the passion? You mean to pray for that fire? And that, that spark of manliness and masculinity to be reignited in his heart and let him become the man and the leader in the home. I even want to encourage you that if he's there going, I want that motorcycle that you say, you can have the motorcycle. Stop holding him back. Because you don't want him to be a nice guy. You want him to be your protector. You want him to be dangerous. And we need to encourage that in men. Now, I'm not saying thoughtless and reckless, but there is something that's stirring in us men. And guys, just am I telling the truth? But we're scared a little bit of what we could be. You know, I, I want to tell you that when I was young, I didn't, I didn't get into too many fights. Got into a few. I was actually always afraid to get in a fight but i want to tell you why i was afraid i thought i was going to hurt somebody i don't know if i could have or not but inside of me there was something that i knew i was powerful and i was created for something bigger and i was afraid that i might hurt somebody really bad if i got into a fight and i believe that that's that spark of god that says you were powerful you are dangerous the lord the lord is a warrior and he lives inside of me. And he lives inside of you. And he wants us to be alive and to be a warrior. He wants us to lead our families. Then we sit back and we allow our wives. We even ask them, lead us spiritually. We failed in that area. We have to lead Man, we need to pray for our children. We don't say, honey, go pray with the kids. We pray. We read the Bible with them. We lead in all spirituality. 
Ladies, you've been praying for a godly man to rise up. When he does, it's going to be hard because you're going to have to relinquish the control that you have and say, be the godly man. Now, I believe that the Bible says that in, in Peter, talking about man, he says, give her honor as the weaker vessel. And there's been a whole bunch of debate on that, on that subject. And, and we've, we've even as pastors and leaders, I believe, have backpedaled on that, say, well, may, it's, it's not that. Typically, this is just typically, God created man to be physically stronger than one, women. I have a 17 and a half inch neck. I know women with 17 and a half inch waists. We're stronger in general than women. We were created to work. In fact, the curse, our curse is that we would work and we would toil and provide for our families. And there's so many men who don't even do that. They don't, they don't care for their families. They don't provide for their families. I'm speaking not just to us, but I'm speaking out to anyone who listens to this. Don't you sit back and just be offended by any part of this. You say, God, I need to hear the word of God. I need to hear what you created me to be. But there are men who are not providing. They are not the ones. They're letting everyone else provide for them. They're sitting back, watching TV at home, collecting welfare. God created us to be, to toil. He, that's part of the curse. He created us to be workers, but we have to toil and provide. Guys, we got to do it. We have to rise up. Now, here's the, here's the good news and the bad news. We can't do this on our own. We keep messing it up every time we do it on our own. We think that manliness is related to getting the girl at the bar. We think that manliness is driving a big truck, shooting guns. <laughs> and, and I want to I speak to I want to I want to speak to that. I believe we do that because we know that we're created. But but those that's just the way we're trying and we're just posers. Guys, we get into circumstances and situations. You're going to relate to this. And if you don't, you're a liar. You walk into the, to the garage to get your car fixed. And I don't, unless you know a lot about cars, I know just a little bit. I've done a little bit of work here and there. And, and so you're talking to the mechanic. And he says, you know, in the old days, car, carburetors before, but he says, you know, your, your, your car's running a little rich. Oh, yeah, I thought so too. You know, I think we just need to rebuild the carburetor. Yeah, I, I, that's what I thought, but I just wanted you to confirm it for me. You know, and, and we can do it. It's going to be a couple hundred bucks. And, uh, you know, you could do it yourself. He says, you know, yeah, you know, I could do it, but I'd rather have you do it. I could do it. Because <laughs> you don't want this thing going out. You don't want it going out fully on you on some dark road. Oh, yeah, that'd be a bummer if I had to get it. Yeah, it'd be a bummer. I'd be calling AAA. I'm a poser. Something in us, we have to be strong. And it's not about the cars we drive, motorcycles, the danger. I, I, I strongly recommend this book to every, everyone in this room, including women. It's called Wild at Heart. You've got to read this. If you want to understand men, ladies, read this because it talks about who, who we are created to be. And I agree with this says the men were created with three and eight things. There's a battle to fight. 
a beauty to rescue, an adventure to live. And so many of us men, so many of you men, they're working in an office, you're working at a dead-end thing, and your adventure is over. In your marriage, you've allowed the beauty who needs to be rescued to slip away. And you're fighting the wrong battles. You're fighting the battle of being selfish, self-centered, thinking about yourself, getting off of work and just wanting to go hang out, go do manly things, watch sports or play sports. You think that that's the battle you're fighting and it's, you're picking the wrong battle. Some men, they come home and their battle is with their spouse and they just rage against their spouse. That's not the battle. But there's something in us that is looking for a battle to fight. An adventure to live and a beauty to rescue. You know, the battle we fight is an amazing battle and part of that battle is the spiritual battle that we face and we fight. You read Revelation and you hear about the war between heaven and hell when God casts Satan out with a third of the angels. And that's the Christmas story. There was war in heaven. There's a spiritual battle being raged. Ephesians talks about the weapon of our warfare. These are swords and shields. There's a battle to fight. And if we begin to focus on the Lord and understand that that's the battle that we fight. We fight for the freedom of our family, for the salvation of those we know and love and begin to press in. We begin to come alive. Now, it doesn't have to look like sometimes we've made it look. It's not a feminine act. Sometimes prayer feels feminine. Sometimes Christian living feels feminine, but there's a war that needs to be waged in the spiritual, and that's one of the battles that we, God created us to fight. Will you stand and fight for your families? Will you begin to understand that God has placed you as a protector in your family? Rise up to what God has called us to be physically, emotionally, and spiritually. What kind of man are we? Many of us are broken, lost posers. We're impish and weak. We don't know how to stand up. And that needs to change. We think that we're supposed to be polite. But we're supposed to be good and dangerous. When there's some man hurting, degrading, yelling at a woman at the store, politeness says, well, just let them be. But I believe the dangerousness of God would step in and intervene and protect. Don't buy into the lies of the culture. Buy into what God is seeking us to be. I believe we could change our families, the church, and our valley if men would begin to rise up. I believe that men are responsible for what's happening in their home. It's not their fault, but it is their responsibility 
to direct and to take that responsibility and say, I'm going to wear that. I need to be the man of God. I need to be the, the husband. I need to be the father. Those of you who are single, to rise up and say, I need to be worthy to be married. Don't, don't be seeking a, a wife if you're a broken down man. We have to press in and become what God has called us to be. Now, I talked about that impish, the guys who sit back and, and let our wives do the work. I, what about the other guys? The guys who act as the bully. That's not what God is calling us to either. To live, rule with an iron fist. That's not what God is calling men to be. How dare you? How dare us live like that? Degrade women. Raise their hand in anger. Yell and scream at them. Intimidate them. You walk up to your wife. Most likely she's shorter than you. And you give her those looks. Shut up. How dare us. How dare you? We don't live like that. I'm going to say, I believe that that's just satanic. You are not a godly man if you live like that. I don't care if you're, you said the sinner's prayer, you are not a godly man. You stop intimidating your children. You stop intimidating your wife. You become a godly man. And that only happens because God can live inside of you. In this battle that we're fighting, we have to have connection to the Father. We need to be so closely united with Him. We need to know His heart. Because if we don't have that, we're going to go off and live what we think manliness looks like. We need Him guiding us. We need to spend time with with him. Now, here's great. Most guys don't want to don't have a lot of words to say. You don't need to say a lot to God. He already knows anyways. But you got to be real and you got to spend that time. Because that's where the strength is going to come. That's where the direction is going to come to live your life. Men rise up. Lead your children, lead your families, lead your wives. Single men Again, I'm speaking to those listening. Don't go out to the bar, pick up on women, prowl on, prey on easy women. Single mothers, they're an easy catch. They're needy. That's not a godly man. Become a man of God. Find out what masculinity in God's eyes is and begin to just rise up. And in order to do that, we're going to deal with a lot of hurts and brokenness in ourselves. Because all of us as men, all of us were wounded ourselves, most of us at the hand of our own fathers. He might have berated and belittled you as a kid, called you names, little faggot boy. Did Pastor Rob really say that? 
Your dad might have. And it destroyed you. It put a wound inside of your heart. That wound's got to get healed and you've got to go to the Father for, for that wound. I'm working through mine. I'm working through all of this because I want to become the man of God that he has me to be. I want to become a godly leader in my family, in my church, in my community. We don't want to leave any more carnage by the wayside. Many of you were wounded. I was wounded. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Man, it wasn't your fault. You might have had a dream and aspiration that your dad killed because it wasn't manly enough at the time. See, for generations we thought we knew what manliness was. It's not your fault. God created you to be a man, but that doesn't mean you're supposed to jump out of planes. But he did create you to be dangerous. Not necessarily to be safe. Now for you young moms, young children growing up and with, with, with the dads, there comes a time as you're raising your boys that you've got to allow dad to do those crazy and dangerous things because he's teaching them how to be a man. Only a man can teach a child how to be a man. You know, boys can't teach each other how to be men. They just kind of teach each other how to be boys. There's been so many times in, in our life, Shannon and I, as we've raised our kids, and I tried to get a hold of this when I was young, and I'd encourage my kids to climb trees. We would be at parties and stuff, and I'd have good-meaning people come up and say, your kid's in a tree. And I'd go, oh, good, how high is he? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Let them climb the tree. Do you know that four times as many boys... Four times as many boys are diagnosed with ADD than girls. You know why? Because we treat boys like girls. We expect them to sit down in a school setting and be behaved all day long. And they won't because they're boys. And they want to climb and blow things up and be loud. And they won't do that. So what do we do? We put them on drugs. And basically what we're saying is be a girl. Now some of you are going, you, you may be saying that's crazy and I stand by that. You know, I, I, I want to know as if somebody wants to find this information out, what's the rate of ADD in Wyoming and Montana? I bet you it's minuscule because those boys before they go to school... And some of them are homeschooled and they're doing their schooling while they're, they're, they're going out and they're riding the horse and they're milking the cow and they're being men. And they've got that outlet. Got trouble. It's because the system we have, it's broken. Now I want to tell you, that, you know, there's a lot of great teachers and that's not the point. But men were created differently. We've got to help them to become that. So, so moms... Let dad take them on that canoe trip.
Let them go camping. They need to be dangerous. Because someday, they may be going to war. Do you want a tame man defending you? Or do you want a wild man defending you? Oh, wildness. God created us different. Next week, we're going to we're talk to women. See, everyone has a purpose and a plan, and it's unique. And God's given design we have to find. But it's different. Men, ladies, our roles in life are different. Find out what the Bible says. Search it out. Look and say, God, what did you create me to be as a man? And you're going to see he created you to be the leader, to be the worker. I believe he created you to be the breadwinner. There are some situations, very few, that both people in the family have to work. That does happen. But I don't believe that that's what God intended. I don't believe the man should be setting back and letting the wife do the work and staying home unless there's a physical disability. I just don't believe that's the nature and character of the Bible and of God. And instead of doing what we do so often, even in the church, especially from the church and from the pulpit of making excuses, let's just go back and say, God, how do you want us to live? Let's do that. It's not because women are not incapable of working by any means. Not, not at all. But in that relationship of, of a family, God created men different than women. And one of the ways he created women was to nurture the family. Men can't nurture the same way as a woman if they're healthy and whole. Now, there could be some real brokenness that needs to be worked on. And, and that's a process too. That's a process. We need to search that healing out, the healing from the wounds. Again, we'll talk to the ladies a little bit next week about some of these things. Man, you need to, to look to the Father who does validate you, who's pleased with you, who thinks you're wild, who thinks you're awesome. You need to go to God, the Father, and get that wound healed so you know who you are in Him. And then you can begin to rise up and live that masculine, godly life that He He wants you to live. He created for you to live. I want to close with that in mind. And we're going to do the bold thing. I'm going to ask men who want their lives back. Maybe, and I, and I tell you, I've just barely scratched the surface on this. I've just barely, 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 barely scratched the surface. This is so deep because we're dealing with something you've lived in all of your life. Trying to become a man, doubting that you, ha- that you had what it takes. Do I really, really have what it takes. And you know that that's true whenever somebody's come up to you and said things like, man, that was awesome. 
you just begin to come alive. There's a spark in you that goes, wow. You know, guys don't go up to each other and say, Corey, I really like that blue shirt you're wearing. (laughs) Guys say things like, that was incredible what you did. That was awesome. There is something, that's what we're seeking. And we didn't get it. We're, We're finding that. And so now we cower back and say, I don't know if I have what it takes. Men, you have what it takes. God put it in you. But you need to be in him. You need to live in Jesus and let him live inside of you. Otherwise, we're going to do it all wrong like we've been doing it. So today, it's just a simple, simple but not easy thing. I want my heart back and I want to be a man. You know the things that you struggle with and the things that you've done. You may be that person sitting in here who's intimidated your wife, who's maybe been physical with her or verbally abusive. You've terrorized them. You need to stop and repent and come forward and say, I am going to be a godly man and I need him to help me do it. So that's it. If you want that, I want to be a man of God and I want my heart and my masculinity back and I don't know exactly how it's going to happen but I know it's in him I'm just going to ask you right now this is the simple part but not easy to stand to your feet and just come up here because this is the show around to other people that says I will be a godly man I'm not going to intimidate my wife I'm going to raise my kids well I'm not going to yell and scream I'm going to be a godly man in business. I don't want to be safe anymore. I want to be wild and good. Just just begin, if you come up front, just, you know, it's always, you might not want to look back. Just begin to tell God that. God, I want to be a godly man. I want to live for you. I believe there's more men. But this is between you and God. And as these men have come up here, you're not looking at them and saying, I'm going to hold you accountable. I see that. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to be a brother. I'm going to help you. We have to learn to be real with each other. Have those conversations. God, we're standing and I'm up front myself. God, I want my heart back. I want my passion for life. I need to become a man, a man of God. I want to live like you created me to be. I have fears, God. So take those away by your presence and your power inside of me. Now we repent. And if there's whatever it is that you need to repent of, you just tell that to God. Whatever it is, those things that you've done, that you've hidden, that you've abused your power as a man in the wrong way, or you've hidden and not taken the power in the place that you needed to as a man. You repent. 
forgive me for not being the strong man, for not leading when you've called me to lead, for relegating my authority to my wife at times, for being weak as a leader in the church, even for being weak in my relationships with other men when I know I needed to challenge them. Call them on the carpet to be a godly man. Forgive me, Lord. Jesus. We can't do it apart from you. We can't do it apart from other men. So God, kill that independence and pride that's in us right now. We need to live in you and you in us. God, I thank you that you've created every one of us up here. And you have deposit of yourself, your glory and your strength inside each and every one of us. And you say to us that we have what it takes. You created us to be awesome. So help us to live it out. Help us to live it out. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Men, you're powerful. You're awesome.